What's happening, everybody? It's me, Jason Goff. And as a longtime Chicago media dude, I'm on 10 to introduce you to The Full Go, a new podcast at The Ringer and Spotify dedicated to all things Chicago sports. We'll be coming to you on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights with all the reactions to the locals. Plus, I'll be chatting with my friends and people who matter in town. If you want to ask a question or fire off one of those absurd barbershop takes, I'll react to your calls on the listener voicemail line, too. So whether you're in Lakeview, the Wild Hunters, K-Town, the Burbs, or a transplant, make sure you follow The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. We're coming to you every Friday. We're giving you prop bets on players. We're doing the Bad Quarterback League, which you can do on FanDuel.com slash BadQB. Bad quarterbacks are good. Good quarterbacks are bad. But first, we're previewing the games. Week four, DK, let's get right into it. Prop bet. Give us your first prop bet. Sorry, we're doing Shark Tank here. We're doing Shark shark Tank style. How dare you? Yeah, what am I just getting into it? No, you you, you got to sell us on these. You're pitching oh. us. Yeah, yeah. I'm Mark Cuban. Craig is. Who are you, Craig? Who's the what's the woman's name? The main woman. I only know Mark Cuban, Mister Wonderful. I haven't seen Shark Tank quite enough for this. It's been point, a while. Totally honest. <laughs> That's all right. Whatever. I get uh, that. Okay, DK, pitch us sharks. Let's talk about uh, the Buccaneers Tampa Tampa Bay game. Sorry, oh. Buccaneers Patriots game. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for an investment on my bet of Mac Jones under 1.5 passing touchdowns. Gentlemen, Mac Jones has two two passing touchdowns this season in three games. Um, this is there's always a chance it could happen. This is his big breakout game. However, in against a very good defense in the Buccaneers, um, in a tough situation playing against Tom Brady, Brady's return to uh, is that this to Gillette. Week? It's a it's a big storyline. It's a big storyline. Um, so number one, good defense. Number two, Jones. He has two touchdowns, two passing touchdowns all season long so far. He has. Not That's crazy. I didn't that realize great. that. Yeah, two touchdowns. Yeah, you you kind of had me right there. I mean, look, there's always a chance like this is his big breakout. But I think against a good defense with the uh, you know the, the Patriots offense has been struggling. Um, it's not like they can lean so much on their run game as, as they as we thought they were going to be able to do. Especially like this week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is going to be, they're going to put it all on Mac Jones, and he, I think he's going to potentially struggle. Um, he has, the other thing is, Jones has zero end zone attempts this year. He's the only quarterback, this only starter, I think, for PFF, that has attempted zero passes into the end zone this season. So, um, I mean, look, again, we're just kind of going with the odds. There's always the chances this is big breakout. I just think this is not going to happen in this situation against this team. Um, the Buccaneers, I will say, have given up nine passing touchdowns this season, but they played Dak and Stafford. So I don't know. I'm just I, I don't see it. I think he he has a solid chance to get one, um, and I would be surprised if he gets two passing touchdowns in this game. So uh, what do you guys think? This one's hard because I'm trying not to get caught up in the hoopla of this game. Because honestly, yeah. personally, I feel like this game's not going to be a good game. I think the Bucs are going to win by a lot. I have a bet in our in our special <laughs> yeah. props later that is, is going to mention that. Um, well, let's just get to it now. What's your special prop bet? Because like, I feel like a lot of people are probably going to bet on this game in a lot of different ways. Well, my, my prop bet is, it's just a teaser. It's a really simple teaser between the Chiefs 
and the Bucks. They are both seven-point favorites, the Chiefs seven points over the Eagles, the Bucks seven points even over the Pats. Six-and-a-half-point tees, tees them both down to pick them, put them together. It's minus 130. I'm betting on Tom Brady and the Bucks not losing two in a row, and I'm betting on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs not losing two in a row to Jalen Hurts and Mac Jones. I think there's no chance this happens. I think the <laughs> fact that it's only seven points against the Pats is is kind of like a a, a nod to Bill Belichick, like saying, you know, we're gonna say we still believe in you. I think this should probably be like a ten and a half point line, honestly. So I don't think this game's gonna be that close. I think we all really want it to be close. It's great for the narrative if it's close. But this is Mac Jones's fourth football game against the best defense in the league. I don't know. <laughs> do you think I, that? Do you think the game yeah. is close, DK? Not really. Not really. <laughs> the Patriots the only, haven't looked very good. Yeah, like the only thing I'm worried about with the Mac Jones thing is that it gets out of hand early, and then the Patriots are just forced to sort of like pass a lot, which could lead to more points and, and more touching opportunities for Mac Jones. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, the Pats' offense just hasn't looked good. Everything we've seen from the rookie quarterbacks thus far, all of them, not just Mac Jones, all of the rookie quarterbacks have been, I don't know, is dog shit too harsh of a term to use in this in this case? They just haven't looked very strong. Mac's been the best of them, uh, at least the most um, of a the least of a disaster, I guess, than than all the other guys. But still, I just think, yeah, you're going with a rookie against Brady against the good defense, looking to bounce back from a, a really bad performance last week against the Rams. And I don't know, it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like a good situation. And also the the other thing is like Patriots skill players just don't, it's, it's, they don't inspire a lot of confidence in me. I know that like Nelson Aguilar, he's an underrated deep threat. Uh, we love Jacoby Myers on this podcast. Kendrick Bourne looked great last week. Still, this is like bottom third skill players at best, right? Yeah. Like at you, best. You mentioned there that yeah, he has no, Mac Jones has no end zone targets. I mean, this is a team that has one of the least daunting red zone threat uh, skill players in the league. I mean, who is really a, a huge threat in the end zone? Like Hunter Henry? Yes. Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, and Jacoby Myers aren't exactly tearing the end zone up. Uh, so yeah. I, I do understand that. James White's out. Uh, Johnny Smith's in the doghouse for fumbling that, that pass away the other day. Look, DK, you're basically just betting that Mac Jones doesn't double his career touchdown record. Um, for that reason, I'm in. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. I'm in as well. Oh, all right. This Group good. chat. I, I okay. will say, so, I want to say, now that I've got you guys legal binding, this is your in, you can't back out now. I asked Bill about this, about asked Bill Simmons, famous uh, Patriots fan. Oh, he I thought you were just going to say Bill Simmons, famous sports writer. Famous person. Um, he didn't think this was a good bet. He thinks Mac's going to go over this weekend. Bill so. thinks the Patriots will play well? <laughs> Look, Bill, he has them to win the Super Bowl, DK. Bill Simmons? <laughs> just tell who has Damien Harris just, to lead the NFL in rushing this year? He has the Patriots to win the Super Bowl over the Bucks. He has this game happening in the Super Bowl. But on that note, though, I want to go <laughs> through some other bets lately? I, I don't know if that's the case anymore. I want to do a brief interlude while we're, while we're here because I just want to go through some of the bets because there are so many props that are being offered on this game. The, one of which I want to hit, uh, I want to ask you guys about that I'm thinking very heavily about. Okay. Is so Tom Brady's they scheduled this cleverly so that Brady's going to become the all time leading passing uh, record holder during this game. He's oh 67 yards shy of Drew Brees. If it were 68, he would need 69, which would be funny. But unfortunately, it's just 67, so he needs 68, which is unfortunate for content. However, <laughs> you can bet on which quarter he will pass Drew Brees. So I want to run these guys by you. He needs wow. 67 yards. The first quarter is minus 240. The second quarter is plus 200, so 2 to 1 for the second quarter. The third quarter is plus 2,000. So basically, if he has less than 67 yards at halftime, you can make 20 to 1 odds. And then the fourth quarter is 3,500, so 35 to 1. This is an interesting one. You know why? The Patriots have been sort of a a run-funnel team, like a pretty good pass defense, bad rush defense. So it's like, hmm. I I don't see that happening, though. I still think the Buccaneers are going to be who they are and pass a lot because their running backs are just not great um so i would probably say i mean i think the best i think the best value there is first uh first quarter yeah well, i, I mean the, i think well, the first quarter is two like one to two and a half and the second quarter is two to one yeah oh second quarter interesting i think uh, the second quarter at two to one is pretty good honestly. yeah that's probably good 
I agree. Sorry, I got that mixed quarter, up. I got that mixed up. So yeah, quarterbacks have less than fifty yards the first half, the first quarter, all the time, right? Greg? Yeah, and the way the Patriots play football, Mac Jones is like kind of doing like the young Brady. He's just checking down, like long, slow drives. Like yeah, if, if in some way, if the Bucks have one three and out, and the Patriots have one really long field goal ending drive, like there is a chance that that hits. I like that a lot. So I, I, I'm putting that down for us plus two hundred. To Brady break the record in the second quarter. I, I hey. think it's just some oddly good odds. Actually, first play of the game, he's going to launch like a fifty yarder to Mike Evans for sure. Well, my sure. thinking was actually that, and then I thought about it, and I was like, if that ends up being like a, um, like a pass interference, sure, there's almost no way he's going to get sixty seven yards in the first quarter. Yeah, if you get one, you know what I mean. Anyway, so that, I have a that's question. out there. Sharks, sharks. Before we move on from this, I don't think this is actually something you can bet on. So let's just do it. Like this is our own little personal bookies here. Okay. What odds, Craig, I'll, you, I'll ask you, what odds would you put on uh, the crowd booing Tom Brady at any point in this oh, game? Oh, great question. <laughs> First of all, I guess like put the odds on any point in the game he gets booed. And then the second question would be when he breaks the record, does he like what odds would you put on him getting a, a few scattered boos here and there? Well, there's also the intro. So you're saying three. There's the intro booing at any point and then the record. I think he gets cheered for the record. He yeah. does not get booed. Okay, He's not so getting have, booed in this so game. So, like, the favorite would clearly be not getting booed. But, like, yeah. how, what odds would you put on getting him, booed at any point get, in the game? <laughs> him getting booed at any point in the game, I think I would put the line at, like, plus, I don't know, 750? Seven. Yeah, I, I think say. he's getting cheered. I think he's getting cheered. He's got it. There's get no cheered. way. Like, I mean, Belichick was the one who wanted to get rid of him. Like, they love Brady. I mean, he's literally the entire city put into one human being. There's no way also, they boo Tom you Brady. you know Patriots fans in your life, you know that they've been watching the Bucs almost as much Bill as Bill Simmons has said himself he roots for the Bucs. Like, the, the, the Pats fans watch the Bucs now. It's They have quietly adopted the team. They, the Bucs so, get talked about a. This, Sports radio Cause, in Massachusetts. Because it's not no way like Craig is betting on this. Then he's no. no there's no not. way he's betting that he's getting booed. I, I think fans boo their own players more than they do the other team's players. Honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> Josh McDaniels is going to get booed. But with game. Brady, it's not yes. like it's not like a, a, a girlfriend or boyfriend that you're with that broke up with you and then you hate them now. It's to me, it's like parents got divorced. You still love both parents. <laughs> you're not going to boo your dad. dad. You know yeah, what I mean? I. I <laughs> I, well, I think, there's probably think, scenarios in which you would do that, but <laughs> this, this, that Tom Brady is not the dad you boo. All right, I think you're right. So I, I, that's a very good question. We, if we find odds on that, we'll find it. If it were the Super Bowl, then <laughs> odds on that. That's uh, true. Another one I want to ask you guys about. This was really disappointing. The first thing I did was go to um, anytime touchdown scores and see what mm-hmm. the odds were, and I immediately realized that the odds are terrible because they were like everyone's going to do that. There's like no good odds on any player, and I was so Fournette is like one to one. Gronk is one to one. I looked, I, I thought I was like, oh, I'm smart. I'm smarter than people. I can I thought it was like Cameron Brait, Bucks tight end, get a touchdown. He's not even three to one. He's two point nine to one. I was That's like, the tough odds thing. are awful. That's a tough thing about th- these big games. It's usually all these odds are just like hedged down so much because they don't want to lose money and everybody's gonna bet on it. Even Ramondre Stevenson is like five to one to score a touchdown. He's probably going to be inactive. Well, that's I know. With, with so anyway, white, with that whiteout, he'll probably actually. Gunner, that was disappointing. Gunner Olszewski, or however the hell you say his name, is only eight to one. A Shesky. I know. So the, the touchdown odds are bad. It's something weird like that. So yeah. I, I wanted the last thing I wanted to do is just run by the 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 receiving ones, basically just for Gronk. Okay. Which is Gronk's receiving yards because the touchdown ones are all screwed, but Gronk is over forty, over under forty yards. I'm really curious you guys think he has a rib injury. He got hurt last week. He went back in the games. Questionable. I mean, he's going to play. Let's be real. I see 44 and a half right here on FanDuel. It dep- yeah. 44 and a half. I don't know. I'm, I'd I'm go staying under. away. I'd yeah. go under. Do you really? I, but, what I would I, bet is Gronk really to score. Do you be rooting against Gronk in this game, though? Middle score score under on Gronk I would bet game. him to score two touchdowns. That's the bet I would do. <laughs> yeah, two touchdowns, under two yards, like Mike Evans fullback. He's going to have like two four-yard touchdowns. Yeah, especially I, with the way his, like, if his ribs are beat up, he might just be like a red zone threat. This I checked that too, but even Gronk to score two touchdowns is plus 750. Ugh. Which is awful. <laughs> anyway, so the, the sad thing is I wanted to I wanted to bet on this game and honestly, it's like not worth it. Like, bet, the on the bucks. bet on the Bucks. Bet on the Bucks spread. The Bucks are the thing. All right. Let's get back to Shark Tank here. Okay. okay. Craig, give us a little pitch. We just did Mac Jones under one and a half touchdowns. Also, we all, we, did, we all three agreed on it. So it was a group chat. Group also, chat. we decided... Didn't we decide when we when we have group chat 
bets. We all decide that we like one bet. We're going to parlay them all together. Right. Right. Yeah, we're going to parlay. Okay. We're going to make it. Yeah. yeah. This is the, that's the first <laughs> leg of our group chat parlay. It's a bunch of like listeners because we went, we did well last week and a bunch of like listeners were like, hey, we parlayed like four of these and made hundreds of dollars. And we're like, oh shit, we should have done hundreds of dollars. Really? That's sweet. Uh, okay. Sharks. Yo. I'm looking for a $5 investment on a little running back known as Chase Edmonds on the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> playing the Los know. Angeles Rams. I really okay. like Chase Edmonds. Little fellow. He, he's been pretty solid this year. So 33 and a half receiving yards is the line. So far this year, he's had hmm. 43, 29, and 49. So he's hit the over on that number twice and, and uh, landed just under at one time. More importantly, though, there are only three running backs currently in the NFL that are ranked higher than Edmonds in targets and target share. This man is due for a blow-up game. <laughs> Honestly, he, he plays all the long down and distance snaps. He plays 100% of the two-minute drills. Yep. They throw to him a lot. He's extremely explosive. This game is the highest total of the week at 55. They're playing the Rams. Dude, he had a 24% target rate last week. That's like it's, high-end wide number? receiver numbers. What's the number you need for Edmonds? 33 and a half? Mm, this one's good. This one's real good. He, it's literally Christian McCaffrey, James White, and Alvin Kamara. In the in the last three years, have had similar target share totals or higher than Chase Edmonds. It's insane, and he just hasn't. It hasn't really worked out for him for whatever reason. But again, he he's hit this total twice in three games. Yeah, forty three and forty nine. He had. And they're playing the Rams. I, I mean, this seems like a, this is my favorite bet of the week. I like this he hit one a those lot. things against the Titans, who have a bad defense, and the Jaguars, who have a bad defense, and the Rams have a good defense. And for that reason, I'm out. Oh, wow. He's That's playing it? the defense card. He's playing the which yeah. defense they're going against card. I'm in, Craig. I'm all in. Thank you. I love this. 33 and a half for Chase Edmonds? He had eight targets last week. Yeah. This one's it's easy. a lot to me. bank on for running back. I'm out. Jeez. Wish what you nothing but the best. What a freaking I, I wish your company nothing but, but ex- excellent revenue. Mr. Wonderful over here. This was one where all the fans watching were like, oh, this guy's going to do it. He's going to get everybody. And then <laughs> Wonderful's like, nope. And they're like, what? <laughs> a squeegee? That's a glove? That's an amazing idea. <laughs> and Hyphus's reasoning isn't even that good. He just, I think he's mad at you, Craig. They're playing a good defense. I'm out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just think 33 is kind of high to back. The game total is 55. Who's, is that all going to be the Rams? Is it going to be 40 to 15? yards is a lot to bank on for receiver. That's all. <laughs> Even though he's done it twice? Okay. Yeah. All right. Even though he's done it twice. So DK's in. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Welcome here. aboard. All right, I'm all let me, well, if Craig's, if, if I'm mad at Craig, then Craig's going to be mad at me. All right. Sharks. Yo. I come to you today for vengeance. <laughs> I am seeking $5 for Brandon Cook's under 70 receiving yards. How dare you? How dare you? He must be stopped. It ends here. It is over. <laughs> it's over. I'm drawing the line. Brandon Cook's under 70 yards. Heifetz is putting his nearly sterling record so far this year. He's missed one prop in three weeks. This is aggressive. So I feel like this is an aggressive one. Cooks has been fantastic this year. He's made me personally look very stupid. Has Heifetz only dumb. missed one prop in three yeah. weeks? No. I'm eight for nine, yeah. Brandon Cooks has made me look very dumb. Well, the Juju one was fake, so. That, well, I got paid for it, so how fake is that? True, true. So This is real American currency, money. baby. <laughs> Brandon Cooks has made me look dumb, but here's the thing. The Bills' defense is fantastic, and the Texans are playing the Bills this week, okay? Is this, the def- this is the all-defense reasoning week. Tredavi- I'm just saying, Tredavis White is as good as any cornerback in the NFL. They have the best safety combo in the NFL, and Taron Johnson's like an elite slot cornerback. This is from Tristan Cockroft at ESPN, who is excellent. The Bills have by far the fewest PPR points allowed to opposing receivers. Like, it's not even close. They allow basically one fantasy point per target in a PPR league. That's crazy. So you have Davis Mills at quarterback. Hell of a neck. Hell of a neck. Hell of a neck. Actually, I think it's just a small head, but that's not (laughs) here or there. Davis Mills at quarterback against the best secondary in the NFL and all I need to put down for Brandon Cooks is under 70 yards. Please give me that every day of the week. Every day of the week? I don't know about this. I feel like this is aggressive. I don't hate your reasoning because, yes, Davis Mills 
did not look great in his first NFL start. Um, however, he was targeting Cooks on like 50% of his freaking throws, like 50% <laughs> target rate. Um, yeah, I think that changes. Can we go back to this? Someone's got to catch passes for the Texans this year. Yeah, I think the Bills' entire game plan will be like, not Brandon Cooks, not this one. Here, let, me, let me phrase it another way. Hmm. Brandon Cooks' career average is 68 yards per game. I'm simply betting he does not have an above-average game against the best secondary in the NFL. Yeah, that that implies that he's been on the same team in the same situation. Like, yeah, you can say that, but like this year, when he's been on the Texans yes, in this he has situation... he's a massive target share this year. I just don't think the Bills are going to sit there and be like, yeah, we're going to let him funnel the ball to Brandon Cooks this week. Listen, I know that every Sunday so far this year, I have given the Brandon Cooks Award for the player you refuse to believe is good at fantasy. I have given that to Brandon Cooks every week because he's had 100 yards every week. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I still refuse to believe it. Will not. I, I, listen, I, it, it seems as though I like Brandon. You, you guys think I like Brandon Cooks because I'm putting him under that award. No, that means I refuse to believe he's good. So for those reasons, I am in on this bet. Because <laughs> I, I, for three weeks now, I have refused I to think he is good, and I refuse now financially. Yeah, this is tough. I actually, I like giving Heifetz shit. This isn't that terrible. <laughs> 70 is kind of a lot. 70 is a lot. Yeah, um, especially on an offense so bad. But I'm out simply wow. on the fact that he's just getting just ridiculous, absurd target rates. Like, this is, I guess, one of the highest target rates of any receiver in the NFL. And I think regardless of who they put on him, they're going to scheme up ways to get him the ball because they have no one else. They don't have anyone else they can lean on. Um, so for that reason, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Wow. That's fine. That's totally okay. Hey, let's ride. Def- I'm not just getting I'm not defiant. We got to get his record down. I mean, I just it. want to be clear. Like, like this is the same over under CD Lamb has against the Panthers. That's all. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. DK, give us another prop. All right, Sharks. Stick it with the Cardinals here. I'm seeking an investment of $5 on Christian Kirk's over 43 and a half receiving yards this weekend. So first of all, Christian Kirk has gone over that total, 43 and a half, every game this season by a lot. Almost double, in fact. He's got 70 yards in week one, 65 in week two, 104 in week three. Much to my chagrin, Cliff Kingsbury is not using Rondell Moore as much as I had hoped. Going from week two to week three, the usage jumped up a bunch. Sorry, going from week one to week two, Rondell Moore's usage jumped up a bunch. It went way back down last week. Christian Kirk has been actually playing very well and developing into one of uh, Kyler Murray's favorite targets. He's a whole different player when he's running routes out of the slot. And I think that the Cardinals realize that and they have a good, you know, they have a good weapon using him out of the slot. Um, and with, and here's here's the thing, I'm not 100% sure this is going to happen, but with Jalen Ramsey marking DeAndre Hopkins all week, or sorry, all game, I think it seems likely that the Rams are less, they're not going to focus on Christian Kirk as like the guy they want to take away. It's going to be either DeAndre Hopkins or AJ uh, Green on the outside. I just kind of think there's a chance that Christian Kirk is by default going to get a lot of targets because they've got Jalen Ramsey of the Rams locking down or at least attempting to lock down DeAndre Hopkins. And so, yeah, last week, Christian Kirk, 24% target rate. Hopkins is still nursing a little bit of a rib injury, so he might not get as many targets as we like. Um, 
yeah, that's all I got. What do you think? This one's hard. Well, this one's hard. They're also me. likely to be playing from behind, right? Or at least it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, that would high, be my again, guess. highest total of the week. The thing about Jalen Ramsey is he has not been shadowing this year. The Rams secondary has been kind of so, I don't want to say depleted, but they basically had to use him a lot more. They're using him in the slot a lot. They're using him, they're blitzing him a lot. Like he hasn't been the shutdown shadow guy. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, but they haven't gone up a guy like, gone up against a guy like Hopkins. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I was a little bit like, I don't want to say for sure he's going to be shadowing because, you know, it's like you said, they haven't been doing exactly every game, but. I mean, this has like been a, a famous matchup between these guys for their whole career, for for Ramsey's whole career. Um, so it's been a really fun matchup, and I think they'll do it again this week. Mike Clay writes a great shadow report for ESPN. Two things: one, Jalen Ramsey has not shadowed this year. However, based on how the Rams play D, they probably he probably will shadow Hopkins this week. Hopkins is on the left side of the line. I think like eighty percent of the time, like eight zero percent of the time. Yeah. I think actually Ramsey will shadow Hopkins this week just based on what the defense does. Or at least a lot of the time, anyway. I also think Chris... The other thing about Christian Kirk, you kind of skipped over this. Kirk has, like, shattered this each of the last three weeks. Like, the, the, this over-under is just relatively low. It's 43 and a half. He hasn't had less than 65 this season. Yeah. That's my, pretty intriguing on its yeah, own. I mean, My pushback is that well, 17 targets divided by three, what is that like? So he's had essentially six targets a game, and he's catching pretty much 90% of them so far. Mm-hmm. So he's had two incompletions this season thrown to him. I mean, That's he's good at catching, Craig. You just don't know math. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think I'm out. I'm out. I'm in. I'm in, DK. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Solidarity for Chase Edmonds receiving yards. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in, actually. I think Thank you, I like this better than the Edmonds bet. DK, if you had to pick between the Edmonds bet and the Christian Kirk bet, what would you pick? I mean, I really actually do like the Edmonds bet a lot. It feels a little more secure. I will say, do you think Edmonds at 33 receiving yards is, is more secure than Christian Kirk know. at 43? Yeah, He's had more targets, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's shorter downfield. The yards so, matters, not the... Uh, well, he's 10 less yards to gain on more targets. Christian Kirk has... He's averaging 14 yards per target. He's averaging almost 16 yards per reception. He's being utilized Sounds as a good. slot. So they're running a lot of like vertical slot routes. And I think the reason he's catching so many of them is because they're doing a great job of scheming him open. And like confusing defenses, it only takes like a couple big plays, and you got I, this. I would give Edmonds confidence my level like a four and a half out of ten, which is why I didn't do it. This I'm not like super confident, but I like it enough to do it. I like Kirk over forty three. All right, so okay. it doesn't seem like we're gonna have a very good parlay option this week. We'll see. So we much. got time. We I'm got gonna time. give you guys one. I'm similar vein to this Christian Kirk one. I'm confident. Devontae's sorry, Sharks. Sorry, I almost forgot myself. Sharks. Well, I come to you today with one question. Do you like money? <laughs> Devontae do. Smith over 47 and a half receiving yards. Okay. Devontae Smith. <laughs> the Eagles. Oh, did you guys? Uh, my pause, I, I thought pausing would be. He thought we were already awesome. used to be like, I'm in, I'm in. And you got, yeah, I kind of thought you guys were going to be like, whoa, Very you're so pregnant smart, pause Danny. There. And then yeah. like, there was a silence. It's okay. Anyway. Seriously, Devontae Smith over 47 and a half yards. The Chiefs are playing the Eagles this week, right? Philly's number one receiver is Devontae Smith. It's not close. Smith is the number one guy. He would have had a way bigger week last week, but Trevon Diggs blanketed him. But now they're playing the Chiefs. The Eagles are going to have to throw. The Chiefs defense is the single best matchup for like fantasy points for wide receivers this year. They give up the, they compared to like your average performance, nobody, they're like the, the rainbow part on Mario Kart. They just, everyone's just faster and better when they play the Chiefs defense <laughs> the for the receivers. They make everyone better. On Mario Kart? That's great. Devontae Smith is a number one receiver on the against the worst defense for this matchup, and the re- total is just 47 and a half yards. That's pretty modest for a number one receiver. I kind of think he's going to get 48 yards before the fourth quarter. That's a bet. I got a, I got a bad taste in my mouth following Devontae Smith's last game where I needed literally... I needed one catch. I needed one catch. I was down by, I was down to uh, Riley McAtee, editor at the Ringer, uh, by zero point zero four points. I literally just needed one catch. It didn't even have to gain yards. He probably could have lost yards, and I would have won. Jalen Hurts didn't look in his direction for the last like ten minutes of the game. They're trailing. They're trying to come back. 
Didn't even look at him. Well, but that's actually exactly my point. So the Cowboys, <laughs> Trevon Diggs, who's the number one quarterback yeah. for the Cowboys, is just better than anyone the Chiefs have. He's looking back. really good. He looks incredible. Yeah. The Chiefs have a different group, right? The, Tyron Matthews good, but he's not a quarterback. Stephon Diggs is brother, a good quarterback. by the way. That's a good, th- that family's good at football. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Tyron Matthew? No. no uh, Trevon Diggs is Stephon Diggs' brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about good, it, yeah. good football family. So Diggs was on Smith last week, and he was incredible if you watch Monday Night Football. But this week, the Chiefs got like Mike Hughes at cornerback. He's not that good. They have Daniel Sorensen at safety. He cannot guard Devontae Smith. Like, this is the best matchup for receivers. And Devontae Smith just needs 48 yards. And again, they're going to be passing the whole time. I think I love this. I really genuinely think if you put a gun to my head, it would actually be done before the fourth quarter begins instead of during the fourth quarter. I'm going against my better judgment on this because I want to believe, and I love Devontae Smith. I think he's an elite talent. I like the matchup better than I did last week. So I've got some reservations, and I have some recency bias happening because uh, Jalen Hurts, frankly, not Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts let me down in this last one. So you're just mad from last week that you yeah. lost, and now yeah. for will not co-sign. Okay, that's therefore, okay. but I am. Go- I'm, but no, but I'm saying against my better judgment, I'm in. There, I'm in that's what this. great businessmen do. Yeah. Put emotion to the side. There you go, DK. <laughs> Craig, yeah. come on, come on, Craig. You know, Water's he, fine. Come on in. He's put up 28 yards and 16 yards, Devontae Smith, in his last two games against that's the, the Niners. That's why you're getting such a low number. Against the Niners' crappy, <laughs> beaten-up corners in Dallas. Um, I will... I, the only reason why I'm going to do this, I think, is because of the garbage time. I think that there's a potential that this game yeah. has a lot of garbage time. Even though the Dallas game did, and that didn't really work out, but for some reason... The 47 feels enticing. He's only had two more targets than Jalen Rager this year. Everything is pointing to me not doing this. But despite all of that, I'm in. Yeah. Group chat. Group chat. Yeah. So we have something we can parlay. There I we like go. Devontae over 48, baby. I said baby. I meant baby. But I got another Eagles one. So should I, should I do go? it? All right. So this is sort of a long, it's a different vein here. Um, because I do think and I agree that the Eagles are going to pass a lot in this game. However, Sharks, Miles Sanders, over 55 and a half rushing yards. I'm looking for a $5 investment on this bet. Sanders rushed for 74 yards and 55 yards. So just under the, uh, the over-under here. It's 55 and a half. Uh, he rushed for 74 yards and 55 yards weeks one and two, respectively. And then last week, the Eagles ran three times <laughs> with their running backs. Trace. A total of three. I think, judging by what I know of the Philly media apparatus and the fan passion, that Sirianni is going to feel the need to run more than three times in this game. I think he's going to feel like he needs to get it going on the ground because they're going to shit on him all week about rushing three times total um, with their running backs. Also, importantly, crucially, the Chiefs are giving up the second most rushing yards in the NFL, 160 per game so far. So I like Miles Sanders. I don't think they're going to go crazy, but I think that they're going to give him the ball a little bit more here. I think he's going to get over 55 and a half. I also, if you want to just tack one on, I like Jalen Hurts over 52 and a half rushing yards also. And that, and that goes to the garbage time thing too, because they're going to be dropping back to pass probably in the second half. I think they'll, they're, they're going to hammer Sanders in the first half, and then they'll be dropping back to pass in the second half, which means scrambles. And we've seen what happens when Jalen Hurts scrambles. It's, it's a lot of yards. So I like both of those, but my official one is Miles Sanders over 55 and a half. Here's my fear with Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. He had 15 rushes in week one when they killed Atlanta. 32 to 6. He had 15 rushes for 74 yards. Then the next game, and they played San Francisco at home muddy slugfest of a game. He had 13 carries for 55 yards. And then they got killed by Dallas and he had two rushes. My fear is that this is perhaps a high-scoring game, yes, but they're down early and they move away from the run. I like the Hurts bet more than I do the Sanders bet. Uh, I fear that this will be a high-scoring <laughs> blowout and they will be down a lot early. And for those reasons, I'm out. Hold on. Don't, in, in Shark Tank, don't a lot of the time the sharks are like, look, you got to do this. Like, if you do this, I'll invest. If you make it this way, oh, I'm happy to put in money. 
So I want to give you the opportunity to be in on my Jalen Hurts 52 (laughs) rushing yards for 15% equity. I mean, I'll do that for you. I'll tell you right now. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, hold on. We, we can't just like Craig. Get let's let's see what Craig, let's on. see what Hyphen says. I want to I'm going to I want to pit you guys against each other. Here's here. my concern, DK. Okay. You mentioned the Chiefs giving up 160 rushing yards a game. It is true. The Chiefs' run defense sucks, but the run defense is bad for one reason. But teams thus far have had the luxury of running against them because they got early leads. The Chargers were up 14 to three on the Chiefs at halftime. Browns. The Browns were up. I don't remember the score, but a gazillion on the Chiefs early in that game. And then um, the Ravens, obviously, ran a bunch against them. But the Ravens had that lead. Like, um, just because they've given up 160 yards to teams that were winning early, to me, does not mean the Eagles will be up early in this game. And so I kind of don't really understand how the Eagles will get a lead against the Chiefs. And I don't really understand how they'll run if they're behind. I don't think it's necessarily my my take on this. It's not necessarily that they're going to get a big lead. It's that this is the easily the biggest vulnerability for the Chiefs. And as long as it's not as I look, I admit, if they get behind early big right away, this this prop bet probably goes out the window. However, if it's even remotely close in the first half, that's that's where I see this like working out. So um it's just one of those things you gotta decide whether you think it's gonna be like the Chiefs are gonna like jump out to a huge early lead right away. My Daniel. concern is it's actually not about volume to me. It's really about do you think Miles Sanders can average like six yards a carry because the Chiefs are a team that devalues run defense and that you can break off large chunk runs against. And that's almost more how I envision this going than like Miles Sanders gets 16 carries. Daniel, look, you seem like a smart guy. You seem like a nice guy. <laughs> I am confident that you're going to have a prosperous future. I don't like where this is going. But today, today, I'm going to let you on your own. I'm going to let you do this on your own. <laughs> you know, okay, fine. You know, Mr. Kelly, I want to echo what Craig just said. I, I think the world of you, I think the world of you and your prop bet, I think that before you, you stop, really bright future. Before you stop. Please continue. Are either of you sharks interested in Jalen Hurts over 52 and a half yards? Before I let you out, before you shut the door on my face. Talk to me. Okay. Walk me How are you guys it. feeling about Jalen Hurts? 52 and a half rushing yards. I'm a businessman. I, I gave listen. you half the pitch already. Basically... I agree. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think they're going to have a lead. And I think when the Eagles drop back to pass, it's very likely that Jalen Hurst is going to be doing a good amount of scrambling. And he's a good scrambler. Like he's one of the best scramblers in the NFL. Maybe only sec- maybe second only to Lamar Jackson right now as a scrambler. Um, so I think like if you if you expect them to be dropping back to pass quite a bit in the second half, having to speed up their offense a little bit um, and run the ball. Not with not with Miles Sanders, but with Jalen Hurts. I think that's where this bet looks like really good. It makes a lot of sense. I'm going to pull up his numbers here. 62 rushing yards in week one, 82 in week two, and 35 in week three. So he went over the number that I'm talking about twice out of three games so far. But he's had seven, 10, and nine rushes in those games. This is something I can get behind. I do feel <laughs> good about this, Mr. Kelly. I'm in. Yeah. I didn't want to leave here without a deal. It's a bit desperate, but I'm buying. Look, it doesn't matter if it's desperate. What matters is if it's a good idea. What matters is cold, hard cash. Yeah. Which I'm interested in. (laughs) I think if if you ask me, do I want to give Jalen Hurts 53 rushing yards at minus odds, or you can just take Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown for basically one and a half to one, I think I'd rather just roll with the touchdown even though it's kind of tough odds on the touchdown. That's a sneaky way of saying you're out. I think I'm out. Wow. Okay. But I wish you the best. Craig, I think we're I think we got some good going here. I'm glad that we talked it out. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be on board. <laughs> All right. Can I let, let, let me give you guys I got my my last one here. Wait, I still got two more. I think I got to go. We you skipped two you, more. Craig. Oh, I guess we're going out of order. <laughs> you yeah, me okay, because you, you did the double eagle game. Yeah. Okay. Sharks. Yeah. The buy low window is now. And it is on Kyle Pitts, the greatest tight end prospect of all time. I'm asking for an innocent $5 investment on Kyle Pitts to go over 48 and a half receiving yards versus the Washington football team this Sunday. Mm. Let me tell you something about Kyle Pitts. He ran 88% of routes in week three. He's been over 80 on the entire season. Here are the other tight ends to do that this year. Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and Logan Thomas. That's it. 
the league. He is numbers. running elite routes. 88% last week is top three in the league. He's had 31 yards, he's had 73 yards, and he's had 35 yards this year. I get it. It's underwhelming. The targets are there. The routes are there. This will happen. They're moving him all over the field. He's running in line. He's running in the slot. They're putting him out wide. Washington is giving up the second most points to wide receivers and the 15th most to tight ends. I tossed in the wide receivers number because Pitts is essentially playing wide receiver for them 50% of the time in the games. Uh, Atlanta's had a really tough first three games against their opponents. I like Washington to help Kyle Pitts. They've been disappointing in the secondary. I like this Kyle Pitts game. Uh, the ship will be righted. 48 and a half yards does not seem like that much to me. What do you guys think? <laughs> I've actually been thinking about Kyle Pitts this morning because I did not realize this. Craig, do you know how old Kyle Pitts is? 20? He's 20. He turns 21 next week. Wow. Which kind of blew my mind. <laughs> but you know I could what, not you know agree more on the my mind? window. I, I think people should buy low on Kyle Pitts. First of all, in Dynasty, if there's anyone's dissatisfied oh, yeah. with his performance, I mean, I would give up anything for him. The, Reach, I also think he will get better as the season goes on. I mean, 20 years old and starting the NFL is, I, I mean, that's insane. I like this one a lot, actually. So Washington came into the year looking like one of the best defenses in the NFL. Like, I thought they were going to be the best defense in the NFL. Through three weeks, they ranked 29th in DVOA on defense. They have granted, bad. granted, the Falcons ranked dead last in offensive DVOA. So this is like a pillow, a pillow fight in terms of like what we really want to see. <laughs> you know, like it's the stoppable force, force versus the very movable object. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, however, I don't know. I keep coming back to the idea that like. Arthur Smith was expected to be this offensive genius and, and completely transform this offense, blah, blah, blah. And Matt Ryan has been much worse than expected. However, I think part of this is on Arthur Smith. I think they're going to try extra hard. I, I know that this is sound like you're like grasping at straws a little bit, but I think they need to get Pitts more involved in their offense to get it jump-started. Like, he's one of their best players. He's probably second best player only to Calvin Ridley right now in terms yeah, of Yeah, what surprised offense. me when I was watching the Giants-Falcons game was that I was much much more afraid of Kyle Pitts than Calvin Ridley. I mean, I'm talking, that was like, obviously it was like week three. And right. I just was like already like, please throw it at Ridley and not at Pitts. Because every time Pitts it. had the ball in his hand, he was doing something. Dude, yeah. there's been two guys in the last like 10 years that have the athletic profile of Calvin Johnson. It's Chase Claypool and Kyle Pitts. So get him the goddamn ball. Maybe this is me just like trying to speak something into existence and help the Falcons. I just want to help you guys. I want you guys to thrive. Arthur Smith, I want you to continue going about being a defensive genius, not having your reputation sullied. Give him the ball. Give DK, him the football. Well, here's you the can help. Aren't we wish casting right now? Aren't we we're doing at, what we're like? Aren't we just being like we're wishing that this into existence? But like 49 is still a lot. But no, because, well, here's what, why I would say we're not wishing this into existence is because this has been the phrase of this podcast the last two weeks. The underlying numbers are there. Yeah. 88% of routes in week three. No one's doing that. That is Travis Kelsey you shit. You know, Craig, I remember back in the days when you didn't use math, you used feel. <laughs> I don't know. Who Have I grown soft? Anymore. And for that, <laughs> for that reason, I'm out. Wow. What? Come on. Honestly, DK being like it should be this way actually convinced me to get out because we want this to be true, but that doesn't mean it will happen. They picked him fourth overall, Heifetz. I that doesn't mean anything be, for this game I don't in week think four. It, yeah, He's still it, does. it absolutely does mean something for this game. It means everyone is going to be fucking looking at this and saying, you're not using Kyle Pitts enough, you morons. And this, is like when Cubans, this is like when Cuban and Mr. Wonderful fight and the other guy, the it guy is. who's pitching is just like sitting there. Like, yeah, the guy's like, Where they picked me? him absolutely <laughs> has something to do with this game. They're going to face pressure to do well and to, and to like not fuck up the situation, which... People were criticizing them for taking Kyle Pitts at the spot already Ooh. because it was like, Ooh. you guys need a quarterback. Why are you taking a tight end fourth overall? You know? Yeah, all the they QBs were criticizing are great. the talent. They weren't criticizing the talent. They were criticizing, like, is this really what this franchise needs? Um, they, I think they're feeling the pressure to use him. I don't think we're wish casting. I think what we're doing is using logic and they need to use this guy. So I'm in. For those reasons, I am in. Let's go. Get him, get him freaking the ball. Give him the ball. All right. Who's up? Craig. Oh, 
Or Heifetz wants to go again. Yeah, Heifetz. This is go. the most boring thing I've ever presented to you, Sharks. But, you know, someone, <laughs> Scott Galloway, who's a professor at NYU and is very entertaining, once said that the best business ideas are the boring ones. Because if someone comes to you and is like, I have, like, a space rocket car that, like, will go to Mars. Like, that sounds sick. Probably a bad idea. But, like, this, any idea that puts you to sleep, like, I have a software that schedules hospital shift workers for doctors and nurses more efficiently. And you're like, oh, I want to just go to sleep. <laughs> probably a great business idea. Let me give you a very boring idea that will be profitable. Miles Gaskin under 12 and a half carries. I can't think of five running backs more boring than Miles Gaskin. I can't think of a more boring prop than under on 12 and a half carries. However, shout out Adam Leviton at Establish the Run for this one. Miles Gaskin had 13 carries last week. That game went to overtime. They played every second of overtime. That was a five-quarter game. He had 13 carries. The over-under for this is 12 and a half. He had nine rushes week one and five rushes week two. And you Who know what that playing? is, DK? That's 14 carries in the first two weeks combined. The and the over-under for this week is 12 and a half. And they're playing the Colts? Yeah. They're playing the Colts. The game script's a little different. But also, Salvin Ahmed is, gonna, is rotating in. Malcolm Brown's rotating in. Like, I mean, 12 and a half's a lot. Kind of a bummer seeing what Gaskin's done. Because I was kind of excited about him, I think, midway through the summer. You know, just like, oh, he's going to get so much use. Like, I think that the... The Dolphins' offense could be better. Nah, no, that stuff's happening. His rush, and I'm looking at uh, Dwayne McFarlane for PFF as utilization, utilization report. Very helpful. Rush attempt, like rate, 38%, 29%, 62%. So it did go up Miles last Gaskin? week. This yeah. is Miles Gaskin, yeah. So he was under 40% in the first two weeks of the rush, team's rush attempts. Last week, he got six out of 60%. So I don't know, like... If that's a trend, like maybe they're going to use start using him like a bell cow again because that's what they did last year. It was like that he got the vast, vast majority of the backfield work, <clears throat> but it hadn't happened in the first couple of weeks, and so you know you just don't really know how it's going to go. I actually like this bet though because, I mean, it's just an anemic offense. It's also a funny bet because you're like sweating every time he gets on the field in the fourth yeah. quarter. <laughs> it's it's it, it, this is not a bet you want to watch on television. <laughs> It'd be kind of a funny one. Just much like you don't want to like watch people schedule doctor and nurse shifts. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I, I'm betting against the Dolphins' offense, I guess, which means I think they may be losing in this game. And then for, and for those reasons, I am going to be in. I like carries bets. It feels like an inefficiency in the market. Nobody bets carries. It's oh, really yeah, boring. I forgot to mention that 57% of the under bets on carries win. Hmm. How'd you find that out? Because you could look it up. But like just across all <laughs> sports yeah. books? Like what? I didn't just, know that. Some, yeah, the, the, who tracks just go that? To the Google machine. <laughs> it's almost like the well, no, seriously. I mean, the books just know, and no one wants to bet unders, so the lines are artificially skewed high. So the inevitable thing, the inevitable conclusion, is that the under bets win, but carries are actually among the more profitable. Uh, yeah, I like it. I'm in. I'm in. Group chat. All right. Group chat. We got. What's our three way parlay now? Well, our first. Wait, group do we have chat. one more? We have one more, right? We got one more. Let's do it first, Craig. Okay. You got one last one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sharks. Yo. I don't think you guys are going to be in on this one. I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) I'm intrigued. Tell me more. You have my attention. Salesmanship right here. Sell me this pen. You know what, guys? Can you imagine? You're not going to want this pen. You don't want the pen. I feel like to myself. Nowadays, in a weird, fucked up, reverse psychology way, this is going to make you want to. I want this bet. Give me the bet. Craig, let me stop. I must have this. (laughs) I don't need to hear anymore. Uh, I like Corey Davis, receiver on the Jets, to have over four and a half catches. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Continue. Okay. He pretty much gets like eight, nine targets a week. This is an easy matchup. They're playing the Titans. The three games the Jets have played before this, they played Carolina, who we have now learned has a really good defense, mm-hmm. the New England Patriots, and the Denver Broncos, who have the number one scoring defense in the NFL right now. Those are the three teams Zach Wilson and the team has played. Now, they're playing the Titans who are an incredibly vulnerable, normal defense. Uh, Corey Davis, in those three games, has gone over four and a half catches in two of them. Mm. I actually think Zach will... I mean, listen, I, I, I wasn't going to make a Zach Wilson bet. I wasn't going to do that. But... <laughs> not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. Tennessee's given up the third most uh, yards and fantasy points per game to wide receivers. 
Five catches seems pretty reasonable, especially Elijah Moore is not likely to play with a concussion. There's just not a lot going on. This is going to be the easiest matchup for Zach Wilson and Corey Davis. Four and a half seems pretty reasonable, guys. I don't know. What, what do we think? Targets in weeks one, two, and three. Seven, five, ten. I don't know. This is actually probably a good one. He's he's a clear-cut number one in this team. I will say, Bra- guys like Braxton Berrios could really rain on your parade in this one, though. I mean, he didn't have very many targets in this last game. I think he had, like, two, but he had, like, 18 or something in the previous two games. Um, I do like the fact that Elijah Moore doesn't look like... I don't like this, but it, it doesn't look like he's going to play this week, which would open up, in theory, more targets for Corey Davis. The Jets seem to have completely given up on Denzel Mims. He's not even active on game day. I kind of like this one. I'm in. Do you think Zach Wilson is the other over-under here, Craig? Is Zach Wilson over-under 19 and a half completions? So That's not bad, too. There. That's not bad, too. Considering he's his three games, he's had 20, 19, and 19. And this is, again, by far the by far the easiest defense he's faced. I think I think not only would I do this, but and crazily enough, I would actually say that Zach Wilson has been so bad, but really public narrative-wise, so maligned. I almost think there's more value to me in betting the Zach Wilson overs than the Corey Davis specifically. I thought about it. I certainly thought about it. Uh, but I, I didn't want to scare off the sharks. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah, That's like... It's not dropping cherry bombs into the water, scaring us off. I want I want to put blood in the water. I want you guys to come over. I'll do this. Like I don't in the water. know if this yeah. is the best idea, but like the fact that you said I wouldn't like it, you don't know what I like. You don't know me. I <laughs> maybe like I, it. Give me maybe I knew that. Four and a half. Maybe I knew you'd do that. <laughs> Fuck, did you? <laughs> okay, wow. Okay, so our group chats, we have, did we all go in on Brandon Cook's under 70? No, no I, was, was, I was out, out on that. Uh, did we all go in on Mac Jones under one and a half? Yes. Yeah. So we had Mac Jones. Chase we Edmonds. Had, no, no, I was out on Chase Devontae oh, Smith, sorry. did we do that? Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase Mac Edmonds, Devontae. Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and and Corey Davis. And Miles. If you guys Gaskin. could only have one of these, oh, but Miles not Gaskin. one of the ones you brought, what's your favorite bet that you did not bring today? The favorite bet that I didn't bring is Chase Edmonds over 33 and a half receiving yards. Uh, mine's Miles Gaskin. I don't like any of your bets. No, I'm kidding. I like <laughs> I like Christian Kirk guy. over 43 yards from DK. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. It's just like we can't let him win anymore, Craig. This is just getting out of hand. Well, I'm I'm eight for nine, which inevitably <laughs> means I'll go one for my next nine. So I'm trying not to get a bit. <laughs> yeah, odds it. are. All right. So to get to the special props, I already did mine. It was the Chiefs Bucks six six and a half point tees, teasing them down to pickums, which just means essentially 50-50. All the Chiefs and Bucks need to do is each just win the game, pays minus one thirty. So you bet 10 bucks, you win like seven. I think it's a great bet. What do you guys have? I got, mine's pretty boring. It's Adam Thielen first touchdown score in his game. It's a seven and a half to one. I don't know. That just seems like pretty good odds considering this guy's like number one in the NFL in, in red zone targets or up there, at least top three. He's the number one guy on their team in terms of like the red zone usage. Just a touchdown machine. I just feel like that was a good one to just maybe throw a fiver on. Yeah, at this point, it seems so likely that he's going to get... I mean, I, I hate the first touchdown score bets. Not, I'm feeling this is probably the best possible one you could make, actually, is Thielen. Yeah. I just hate them because it's like, if I lose the, the they lose the coin toss, I am always feel like an idiot. Yeah. I kind of like it. It's fun because it makes like the beginning of the game super exciting. It's like, oh, I got to really, really watch this. It is you know, fun. I have like... I actually then you like think of it. I've never made one because I always hate I the know. idea of it. I've actually never done the first touch. Oh, no, I did it. Week one, actually, with them. I have a friend who's hit on three straight first touchdown scores in the first three weeks of the season. Oh, He's made like 500 I, bucks. I forgot. You know what the best run ever was? And I think they caught up to it was last year. The quarterback bets were so off with the rushing that like Mahomes was the first touchdown. Dak early. Um, Kyler. There was this run where they were like seven or eight to one for the quarterbacks to do it. And yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, that 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 was like a feeding frenzy. Anyway. OK. Thielen's, Thielen's obviously a good one. OK. I really wanted to do like a Bucks Chiefs. Uh, uh, why am I doing it now? A Bucks Patriots bet. Honestly, they all kind of suck. It's yeah. like the odds are bad. If you want to bet on Brady, like it's fun. Do it. He also sounded really sick today. Hmm. Uh, the report was he's not sick. He just lost his voice Bullshit. from all the yelling at Bullshit. SoFi Stadium. He was yelling. I, I did see him screaming a lot. Yeah. 
Uh, it was interesting. I did find it interesting, actually, because a, a year removed, like, so basically last year, no fans in the stands or very few fans in the stands. You get used to, like, hearing every cadence, all every audible, all that stuff from the quarterbacks. And I noticed this in the game. Like, he ha- he kept having to go to, like, individual players and, like, yell in their ear, turn around and talk to the running back and give everybody the play call. Like, I, I was like, this is a part of football I kind of forgotten. Like, that's still a big part of football, you know? So that was kind of fun. But I, I, it sounds like he's not sick. However, the screenshot that everyone was sharing of Brady, um, I don't know who shared it, but it was like, he looked like hell. He looked like sunken, like, eyebrow or eye, eye sockets. He just looked like he'd been through hell. Um, so anyways, but I think he's fine. Okay. So what do you got? So with, that said, with, with, with the obvious caveat that, like, putting money on whichever side of the Brady Patriots thing you want will be fun and like that's kind of if you're ever going to do something not worry about whether you win or not that's a fun one but aside from that something non-Bucks Patriots there's just this Chiefs Eagle easy five four-legger that I like Devontae Smith over 48 yards Dallas Goddard Goddard over 31 yards Travis Kelsey over 89 because it's high but I don't know who's going to guard Travis Kelsey and then Miles Sanders over 55 rushing yards Mm. he's 13 to 1 and it's the same thing if you want to do the under on the rushing yards. But 13 to 1, I, I actually, I like that one quite a bit. That's you were out? One. Weren't you out on Miles Sanders over 55 yards? Oh, I actually was. Yeah, I'll do it under. Fuck it. <laughs> Maybe I'll change my mind. This motherfucker. <laughs> but the point being, I, well, actually, I, the truth, I like the first three. I'm actually super malleable in the fourth one. Hence the whole point of the same game parlay. But Smith over 48 yards, I really like. Got it over 31 yards, I really like. Kelsey over 89 is is the egregious one here because like 89 is so high. But also it's like who, I actually don't Kelsey. know the Eagles yeah. assigned to Travis yeah. Kelsey. So this year he's had 76, 109, 104. Yeah, and, and the Eagles are probably the worst uh, matchup. Uh, Goddard so seems anyway. risky. Goddard over, over 31 yards. That no, seems risky. It. It's 13 to 1. I mean, it's go fun. for it. Yeah. Throw five oh. bucks on it. Win like 80 or whatever it. it is. And then also, I still like Brady to break the all-time passing record in the second quarter, two to one. And then also, third quarter's 20 to one, in case he's... Uh, you know, I'm going to have to start bringing less boring ones. You guys are doing like these like five, five-part five like parlays. I'm just like, Adam Thielen, first touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the simple things work the best. I guess, yeah. It's like, it's all right. Like boring, good. Okay. So let's get to, well, first, just to recap how we've been doing. Uh, I am winning. I have eight yeah, of my nine. Yeah. DK's in second, has five of nine, and Craig's pulling up the rear with the old four of nine. So we're. But two- as a podcast, we're 17 for 27, 63%. There you go, baby. Could be worse. All right. We got all but two last week, which I'm happy about. Yes, yeah, seven for nine last week. Going. Let's, yeah. let's keep the streak going. I also cannot emphasize enough that we didn't parlay our bets, but like many listeners did. So listeners have made much more money than we have on our We didn't even bets. think to do that. We were so dumb. <laughs> you we're eating bets. I can't believe people listen to us. We didn't even parlay the bets that we won. You ate, you ate a whole wheel of cheese? I'm not even mad. How'd anyway, you do right, You parlayed all our props? Wow. Let's go to bad quarterback league. Okay. So if you haven't been playing, go to FanDuel.com slash BadQB. You can go to your phone FanDuel app. Go to the NFL tab. We're at Game Styles at the bottom. We have our own special league on FanDuel. It's BadQB. You get points for all the things quarterbacks shouldn't do. Picks, fumbles. You lose points for points and yards and completions, all that jazz. So you got to pick one quarterback from each of these tiers. So tier one is all the bad quarterbacks. We're going to go through all the tiers. We're going to pick the quarterbacks. Let's do it. Tier one this week. I think this week's actually the hardest one thus far to pick. I, I had to, I, I, it gets harder as it goes. Tier one, Zach Wilson against the Titans, Andy Dalton and or Justin Fields against the Lions. God damn it. Davis Mills against the Bills, Nick Foles, or sorry, Nick Foles. If he starts Dalton Bears, Fields and or Foles. A Bears quarterback against the Lions. Yeah. Um, ben Roethlisberger, if he plays against the Packers, Jacoby Brissett against the Colts, or, and then Carson Wentz against the Dolphins. Also, I, I like don't know Dave- if can hear their sirens. Someone's being arrested outside my house. So, like, just, you know, if you hear some sirens, don't worry about that. No one's I like, um, he's four of nine. I like Davis Mills playing in Buffalo. I mean, yeah. Right. This what is else? why Heifetz went under on Brandon Cooks. It's a, not a great situation for a second start of your career. Um, 
The Buffalo Bills have a good defense. The Buffalo Bills look like a like honestly look like a buzzsaw right now. They've jo- they've dominated their last two games. It's like not I, even close. Yeah, we don't really need to discuss this. Davis Mills Bills. That's easy. Okay. He was my number one. Also, yep. Tier two: Matt Ryan against Washington, Mac Jones against the Bucks, Taylor Heineke against Atlanta, Jared Goff against the Bears, Jameis Winston against the Giants. I got Mac Jones against the Bucks because even if he's not going to be awful, I don't think he's going to be very good. Me too. I have that as well. I went with Matt Ryan. <laughs> Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, which kind of goes against my whole like Pitts rant earlier. But <laughs> it does. I still think, I mean, I still think Washington has talent on their defensive line. Like that, I know they do. I think it's going to give them problems. Matt Ryan can't move. And he literally he can't, can't move. move. Yeah. You guys have so, ever seen that Stephen A. Smith? We got to, I, I feel like I bring it up. Yeah, yeah. I've can't seen move. that. Can't catch the ball. So I think there's a good chance he freaks out, tries to like get rid of a ball, and it gets <laughs> he picked freaks off. Freaks out. He's like, "Oh my god, Chase Young is coming at me," you know. And so I don't know. That's why I went with Matt Ryan. I just think there's a, there's a solid chance he just could be done. He's just cooked. All right. I know I said I was done with the uh, props from Bucks Patriots, but if we're both taking Mac Jones, Craig, I want to ask you about the odds <laughs> for Mac Jones to throw an interception. Ooh, which what is it? Oh, I'm looking for it. I just is the line it. 0.5 or is it one and a half? I'm looking. Oh, I just had this. I'm a silly goose. Look at me. Here we go. It's under, under, so over an interception is terrible odds. It's minus 140. But if he does not throw an interception, that's actually plus odds. It's over, under a half. Well, the, the only thing I could say is, and, and Trent Dilver talked about this on our Silos pod. They are, he's doing the Brady. He's just, he makes a, like check down reads, smart, correct throw. He's two of the three picks he threw last week were not his fault. He was like, he's the smartest. His eyes are the best. He's making the, the most correct throws out of all the rookies. It's not a crazy idea that like they just punt a lot and can't get down the field, but he's not throwing yeah. picks. Anyway, I'm taking him still for bad quarterback. Okay, tier three. Baker Mayfield against the Vikings. Jimmy Garoppolo against the Seahawks. Sam Darnold against the Cowboys. Teddy Bridgewater against the Ravens. And Danny Dimes against the Saints. I'm taking Daniel Jones against the Saints. It's not even close. <laughs> I thought about that one too, actually. I don't know why, but I'm sticking with Jimmy G. Same. Jimmy G sucks. <laughs> wow. He's not great. At, um... I think I've taken Jimmy G every week. Honestly, we'll see pop- the report from Seth Wickersham's book that uh, Brady did want to go to the Niners, which I felt super vindicated about because I thought that was what was happening the whole time. I was stunning. Oh, really? Stunning went to the Bucs. I thought he was going to San Francisco. Oh, wow. He wanted to go to the Niners and basically the Niners like thought about it and then were like, yeah. <laughs> Smart move there. Yeah, great Jesus. job. Jesus. The only reason why I like Jimmy G, I mean, Daniel Jones, great pick, but I just, I like that Trey Lance just sometimes just takes touchdowns away. That's kind of nice. That's uh, the first time I've ever heard what you just said. You were like, Danny Jones, great pick. And I was like, oh, I've never heard that in that order. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the prime time. Uh, Jimmy G just makes such shitty decisions. I just really don't <laughs> think he's good. Although, I'd take him on the Steelers right fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it is. What about you, DK? Yeah, I, I, mean, I hope he's on the Steelers next year. That could happen. All right, tier four. Ryan Tannehill against the Jets. Aaron Rodgers against the Steelers. Jalen Hurts against the Chiefs. Kirk Cousins against the Browns. It's hard. This is hard. I wanted to go with Jalen Hurts just because he's, I guess, objectively the worst passing quarterback in this group. But he runs so much, and, and they're going to be in garbage time that he's going to pick up, like, I, th- I feel like he's going to have, like, 90 yards rushing and just totally fuck over your chance at, you know, scoring points in this format. I went with, I ultimately went with Rodgers, which is probably really stupid because he's really dialed in right now. But against Pittsburgh's front, you just never know. Like, that's still a good, still a good defensive front. Um, So I went with Rodgers. But if Tannehill was playing anybody but the Jets. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Craig? I went with Jalen Hurts. I think this is a Philly booze their quarterback game. Ooh. Wow. I, 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 I can psych you out mentally. I won't. I don't think Jalen Hurts gets like. He's, I, I really yeah, don't. he's like cold as. I think Tannehill is the guy for me because even though they're playing the Jets, AJ Brown might miss this game. Julio Jones might miss this game. They're That's a good might point. Legit walk in with Chester Rogers as their number one, which to me kind of means Derrick Henry is going to do all the work. That's good. I point. thought about a prop betting Derrick Henry over 110 rushing yards. 
was like, that's, I, I looked at all the Derrick Henry ones and all the numbers were like right on the money. Like it was like 105 yards. I'm like, that's a lot of yards. It was like 24 and a half carries. And I was like, yeah, Fuck. 20, the carries was the one I wasn't. 24 <laughs> carries. Man, 24 carries is so high. Yeah. And he all, oh, anyway. All right. I'm going to, you know, tier five, Dak Prescott against the Panthers, Lamar against the Broncos, Stafford against the Cardinals, Russ Wilson against the Niners. We might get bailed out here because Russ is hurt. I mean, sorry, Lamar Jackson's hurt, not I was, Russ. Whoa. I was like, whoa. I know, I almost screwed you up there, DK. Hold sorry. on. <laughs> Did I not see something on Twitter? No, Lamar is Lamar has a back injury. I don't know if it's from um, twirling in the end zone against the Chiefs or not. I picked Lamar. Yeah, I did too. I also did. Yeah. Sneakily, it could be Dak. I feel like... I was thinking that too. Against Carolina, really good defense, fast defense. They could rack up a good amount of sacks and like maybe get a strip fumble. Um, also, would it be that surprising if the... Cowboys just decided to run like 35 times in this game. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, we'll see. To like Lamar's just so scary to like put yeah. in this format because yeah. he could just destroy you. Okay, tier six. Kyler Murray against the Rams. Mahomes against the Eagles. Josh Allen against the Texans. And Tom Brady against the Patriots. I, I went with Kyler Murray. You know, Kyler's not allergic to an errant throw here and there. The, the, <laughs> you know, the guy, yeah. guy doesn't mind a turnover every once in a while against the Rams in SoFi. Went with I, went that. With Kyler. I went with Kyler also for the same reason. Also, just this is the best defense that any of these teams is facing, right? Or any Dude, I have no idea what to pick here. This is so hard. Picking Mahomes against the Eagles in a bad quarterback league feels super dumb. Picking Brady in this game feels like antithetical to the concept itself of like, let's root for bad quarterbacks. Kyler's been like the number one guy. And then Josh Allen's like unbelievable. This just kind of sucks. <laughs> So who'd you go? I'm with? not picking Kyler though. That's crazy. I I I That's I actually crazy. think I might pick Mahomes. Okay. That's not crazy. No, oh, fuck it. I'm picking Brady. <laughs> Screw it. Maybe he'll suck. Brady. That would be great for content. Yeah, that'd okay. be great for content. That would be, be all right. Tremendous content. Yeah. That'd be tremendous content if Brady was bad. Let's hope. You know, maybe he's sick. We'll see. Okay. Alrighty. So I got Davis Mills, Mac Jones, Danny Danny Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar, Tom Brady. I got Davis Mills, Mac Jones, Jimmy G, Jalen Hurts, Lamar, and Kyler. And I have Davis Mills, Matt Ryan, Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Alrighty. Those this are picks. Week. You can play this with us at FanDuel.com slash BadQB. You can, on the FanDuel app, just go to NFL Game Styles. We're right at the bottom. Bad quarterback. You can play against us. It's fun. It's like three bucks to enter. It's a good time. You can use our promo code at Ringer Fantasy uh, if you sign up for FanDuel for the first time. And then, yeah, also enjoy our prop bets. Free money. We're making money, baby. Uh, also, you so see, you guys, we all think also the Bucks romp over the Patriots. We all agree. I do. I, I would bet the spread. I would bet this. I'd lay the seven. It's funny because it's probably the most hype regular season game, at least of the last 20 years, and it really might be over by halftime. You're right. Yeah. I think the way that you guys are talking makes me believe it's going to be close. That Yeah, that too. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Stefan, for producing this episode. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Belinda Carlisle. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. You had that written down. Wow. I think you prepped that one. That was not off prepped the top. that one, you asked. No, no way that was off the top. Just no leave, way. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Okay. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>